Imagine knowing exactly what your students are learning and exactly which steps you need to take next. Join us in Down With The Reading Quiz to craft meaningful and productive formative assessments that move away from gotcha moments of basic recall and toward assessing what your students actually can do. In this 30-minute free masterclass, we'll share three powerful assessment keys that work for any novel at any time of the year. Head to shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to sign up, and we'll also send you a free workbook to keep track of all your notes. Once again, that's shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to nail formative assessments forever. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Marie. What are you up to later? Want to join me for happy hour? I'm all in. And guess what's amazing? Our listeners and friends of the podcast can also join us because Brave New Teaching Happy Hour has officially launched. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. We are officially hanging out a little bit longer after school with an extended extra private podcast feed just for you. Yes. Members of Happy Hour get extra 15 minutes of the podcast, give or take, because you know us, we run a little bit long. It's just kind of how we are. But if you would like to get in on this Happy Hour action, please join us. It is only $5 a month. Head to curriculumrehab.com slash happy hour and get yourself signed up because when you're there, Amanda, tell our friends what we do every month for our Happy Hour members. I think my favorite part is coming up with a new free resource for our listeners every month. And then we pretty much break down that resource and how to use it. We also like to have guests on to do extended episodes and even Q&A that's just for you about that resource. It's really exclusive and super private just for you. So if you are like us and you like hanging out, you like chit-chatting about all things that are teaching, teacher life, and everything under that umbrella, join us for happy hour and we will see you there. Bye. Bye. Well, hello and welcome back to Brave New Teaching and welcome to our last in our nonfiction series that's really focused on biography and memoir. If you're listening to this in real time, friends, hopefully you have been able to join us because this is just about the tail end of our live biography and memoir workshop this week. And if you were like, what are you talking about? I just found you. Don't worry. It's all there for you. Head to the show notes. We'll talk about it more in this episode, I'm sure we talk about these things all the time. But hi, Amanda. Are you ready to talk about books today? Uh, I, you know what, Marie? I'm so ready that I'm wondering how have we not really ever done this before? Just a big fat book list. I mean, we kind of have when big we were book list. We did a PD one, which is real nerdy. Well, and we talked about like choice novels. Like we've brought in. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, true. We've done this before. When we were approaching our 100th episode, we did a big book list, but it wasn't super pointed like this one is. We want to talk today about books that we've read and loved that fit in the genre of memoir and biography and books that are on our, as Amanda put it, memoir TBR. She was very proud of that, by the way. Yeah, I mean, that's very, know. very clever. Yeah. yeah, no, that was, that was top notch. Right there. So we, I just like ran through my house as we were like getting ready to record and started grabbing random books and then realized most of them are in my classroom. Amanda's got a big old list going and we're going to kind of spitball from there because if you were able to join us for this workshop that is like going on, uh, you can see that there's just, we barely scratched the surface of potential when it comes to 
memoir and biography and the idea of narrative nonfiction in our own lives as educators when we are getting raked across the coals pretty regularly by just like the world. I am finding memoir and biography and those sorts of texts to be just comforting in different ways to get like it's giving Mm -hmm. me perspective and then it's so rich for classroom use. So we are uh, excited to just talk about book titles today because we don't do that enough. This is one where you're going to want to definitely head to the show notes. We're going to link everything for you. You can just start filling up your cart. Do not send me the bill. That is on you, but (laughs) consider yourselves influenced from the start. You know, we just, you know, who doesn't love a big old stack of books that we haven't read yet sitting in our bookshelves? I love that. And like my bedside table is one of those. It's from Ikea. Like it's a holdover from like earlier adulthood where I still have my Ikea furniture in some places. And it's like just the tabletop with a little drawer and then like a bigger like section with like a little shelf at the bottom, completely stacked. Most of the books are mine. Some of them are my kids. And they're like, I'm in various stages. And it like sometimes it looks nice and that lasts for about 30 minutes. And then I go looking for a book and then it's just a disaster. And I like, sh- as long as it all shoves back into that little cubby, we're good to go. But it's, it's, um, I just, we're going to take pride in it. I'm no longer going to be ashamed of the random stack of books that is just like exploding from my nightstand. I'm going to be proud of it and excited. You know what else I'm excited for? Uh, I have a guess. It's to cue the music. You're listening to Brave New Teaching, and we are so much more than a podcast. We give teachers the inspiration, support, and tools to challenge the status quo. I'm Amanda, and I'm a former English teacher from Illinois. And I'm Marie, and I'm a teacher from Southern California. Join us at bravenewteaching.com to find out more about our courses, festivals, and get every episode's show notes. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. All right, friends, we are taking kind of a loose structure today, which I mean, I'm not going to lie, makes me mildly uncomfortable. I like to know where we're going with things, but I trust Amanda and I think we're going to be okay. (laughs) We're just going to go back and forth and share some books until we've gotten to a point where we're ready to start sharing the books that we want to read. So these are books that we've already read that we've loved that we maybe have used in our classrooms. Maybe if not, you may have heard us talk about them before, but they bear repeating. Amanda's going to start. Oh, yeah, because this is my idea to be loosey-goosey. Yeah, so it's your turn. You're putting me on the spot. Okay, so now my job is to figure out where <laughs> to start. So, okay, I have to start with The Glass Castle. Okay, yeah. so this is this is why. I hadn't read it for a very long time. It's been in circulation forever. People have been teaching Glass Castle forever. I never got on either the hype train or just like read it until very recently. I was coaching someone and she wanted to do a unit on it. And I was like, let's do this. It's, this is my calling. I need to just jump in and read it. I loved the Glass Castle. She's banging her desk, people. Banging the desk. That's how much she loved it. Can you hear it in the verbs? of the mic. I love the glass castle. I thought the glass castle from a personal standpoint was something that I just, I couldn't stop listening in horror for the most part. Uh, jaw dropped. I was mad. I was sad. I was empathetic. I was all of that range of emotions that I like. And that to me is like an indicator of a ding, ding, ding. No wonder kids like this because kids are that way too. I think that emotional visceral reaction to the events of a memoir are what keep like, if we're talking about engagement, right? Like that is, that is that. And also from a teacher standpoint, 
It's very digestible. I like, you know, in memoir, especially, we talk a little bit in our festival about structure. I think that the structure makes it something so easy to teach in class. Like kids can get through a chapter and not feel stressed out. (laughs) The, The actual way it's put together is not overwhelming. Unlike A Promised Land, for example. Barack Obama's A Promised Land is another one that I've read. And it took me like three months to listen to an audiobook. I still loved it. But I wouldn't teach it. <laughs> well, not in its entirety, right? No. Because there's just not enough time to do oh, that no. justice. You could do, I mean, that's the other thing, like, and we've talked about this before, even earlier in the series on the podcast that we love about memoir is that it's it's normally written in vignettes. And so you can take pieces of it. Yeah, no, I don't know that I would attack a tome like a promised land. And that is sometimes I think something that gets a little intimidating about a lot of different memoirs and biographies is that they can be quite lengthy. You don't have to read the whole thing in one sitting to still have the same impact. It's just going to be a more prolonged impact, if that makes sense. Right? Yeah. But have you read Glass Castle? Uh, Listen, way to put me on the spot. I feel like it was something I was supposed to have read in high school. (laughs) Or in college that I was assigned to read. And I didn't. I mean, I know, like, I, I, I know the concept of it. I know that we've got a whole bunch of class sets in my library. It's just never came, come through my realm. Amanda's reconsidering our entire friendship. Right I'm, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Because I was there. That was me until I was forced into it, too. Right. And I don't, I don't, want to, I don't know what it is usually about, like, trendy books that I kind of start to, like, I don't want to read it because everyone else is reading it. That makes me mad. I didn't want to read Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo for a long time because I was like, (laughs) I don't want the hype. And then I was like, oh, I love this book. So Glass Castle, give you like the rundown if you've not read it yet, or if you're sitting there listening like, yeah, hello, people get on the freaking train. Jeanette Walls is talking about her life story with a very eccentric set of parents. Her parents are... Oh, downright neglectful and abusive. And I think what gets me through this story is just the way Jeanette narrates her memoir. I mean, you are in her childhood head. You are in her moment. Like this is her coming of age story, but at no point does she get to the, the level of anger and resentment that I want her to be at? I mean, that's what baffles me through this whole entire thing. Like just like how carefully crafted the the way that she tells the story, the anecdotes, the way that she shares it, the rise and fall of each little chapter. I'm so mad, but like I, she's so controlled in her voice, and it's it's a good thing because <laughs> otherwise, I I just don't know how she I just don't know how she survived. I don't know how she lived like this. Well, and so actually that leads me to see, and I've read read pieces of the Glass Castle, but I have not read it in its entirety, so I couldn't say yes and be honest. Um, one of my like really, this is when I think about often I'm holding it in my hands so that I don't like forget all the things I want to say. Um, like, I it's a it's, like I've, I've, I've mentioned it before, but I don't know when on the podcast, but anyways, so that's really helpful for you all. It is Diane Guerrero, who is the actress from Orange is the New Black. She was in Jane the Virgin. She voiced Isabella in Encanto. She has her memoir in the country we love, and it's a uh, colon, my family divided. And she talks about her family's experience with uh, living in the U S and being immigrants and her mom being deported and like them being, like various things happening and always wondering, is this the day that I come home and some of my family is gone? Like 
And it's told also through the eyes of a school-age kid. It's also told through her coming-of-age years. And it's also told very, like, frankly and tactfully all at the same time. That does beg the... Well, first of all, you can go, wow, you've done some really great processing of this. Like, this is phenomenal. Look at the humanity on display here. This is incredible. And she's damn hilarious. Yeah. All, all of the ones I have for you are going to have comedians at the helm because that is how I communicate with the world and how I understand things most often is through comedy, be it light or dark. But this one is really, really good. And the cover is her standing there with like in like all black, looking like an actor straight out of like an acting uh, conservatory and holding this bright pink cotton candy with this look <laughs> with this look of like what <laughs> on her face. Like, it's great. <laughs> And it's just as good when you read it. She, I don't, I don't know if we want to devolve into the list of comedians memoirs that are on my TBR, but there is something very special about a comedian's voice in a memoir, especially reflecting on like the state of affairs yeah. of how things are um, not only in their memory, but like in how they've grown up and how they see the world now. I love that. I have not read it. I have it in my bookshelf and it was a recommendation to a lot of my students when I was teaching at my former school and they loved it. They love her. Oh yeah. I didn't know she was Isabella. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Shifting it over. Shifting it over. Okay. She makes you um, start singing in canto in your head, right? Like it's just so good. Right. So let's keep, we're going to keep writing this like back and forth train. So celebrity, okay. let's go to another celebrity All here. Right, we're going to free association. Free, so- okay. free association. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and and one that again I had resisted and then finally just gave in uh-huh. was Matthew McConaughey's mm. Green Lights. Okay, I've been wanting that's on my TBR. So okay. So first things first, do not read it, listen to it. All right, right. all right, all right. <laughs> we hear about the origin of that uh-huh. in the memoir. I have very mixed and like I don't know neutral. I guess kind of feel Matthew McConaughey is is. A wonderful actor. I enjoy his films, but I'm not like, like hashtag obsessed or anything. And I wasn't like lining up for the release of this book, but I found it absolutely fascinating. He is really playful with the, again, the structure. It's a kind of like part letter, part verse, part prose. He reads, you do not need to speed up the reading speed. He reads it very quickly and it's in and out of childhood trauma. It's geographically sprawling. I mean, he's been, he spent a long time in Australia Mm -hmm. as a kid or as a young adult, I think it was. You get a lot into his family structure, the way he was raised with his parents and just his whole worldview is way different than I had perceived it as someone who's just seen his movies and just thought he was from Texas. You know, like that's all I really knew. And um, it's very, very worth a read. I don't know that I would teach green lights. I don't think kids know him well enough to get out of it. What I was able to get out of it. Whereas like a Diane Guerrero is totally different. And like, even like a Tina Fey or uh, an Amy Poehler, they're different. I don't think green lights is a school book. Just, I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see it in the classroom. And that's okay. I mean, are there maybe like passages? I think there's always passages when you're analyzing something like voice. And one of the things we actually talked about in the, in the workshop during a couple of our videos is the difference between 
perception of a person and then the reality of the person that comes through in memoir. So, I mean, you know, if it's applicable, maybe this is one of those things. And that's something where like celebrity memoirs lend themselves so nicely. I've got, well, this is just another celebrity. That's my only like free association link. (laughs) Because they're just so very different. It's Mindy Kaling's is everyone having, uh, is everyone hanging out without me and other concerns. I read this book when I was in labor with my son. Not the whole entire thing. Well, no, I think it may have been the whole entire thing because it was a very long labor, I tell you. And (laughs) it is so funny. And there are, I was just looking through it again and going, oh, wait a minute. I need to use pieces of this in my upcoming memoir unit where we're reading Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. And I need more. And there are these wonderful little like one of her chapters is entitled my favorite 11 moments in comedy. And because like I said before, comedy is something that I'm going to be focusing on or that I focus on in life. But then as you all who went to the work or attended the workshop heard, that's one of my focuses in narrative nonfiction is satire and comedy to communicate. So this is a great chapter for that. Exactly. And her voice, and this is before a lot of her big like career making hits happened. This was 2011 is when this one was published. She's done more since, hasn't she? Like memoir style? Yeah. So I just did a quick Google search on a Google Amazon search and she's got kind of Hindu, big shot, help us on the way, like a whole series of stuff out here. She's been busy since 2011. Yeah. And I bet you a lot of the more recent stuff would be more applicable to a classroom. Actually, I don't know, because this talks a lot about her early life. And then from what I understand and what I remember now that I actually remember having known this is the ones that you were just looking at are more professional life, like later on and and like industry. It just depends on like what you're looking for, but highly applicable to a classroom. And I don't know that there's a whole ton of cursing, but there might be. I don't think I read it with that lens, you know, so like it would be a look back at it again. Speaking of cursing, ready? Oh, uh, I like it. it. Bridge the gap. Bridge the gap. Let's go. On my TBR list, um, well, are lots more of these comedians. I mean, there's tons, but definitely on there is Dear Girls by Ali Wong. And if you've ever listened to Ali Wong stand up. So good. So good. Again, like, this is probably not, this is probably like a pleasure for me. Like, Ali Wong and I, like, you know, it's like the motherhood stuff. I think that I really am, like, that's like my phase of life that I'm in right now. And I'm really finding, like, a need for relief in humor in this area. (laughs) Um, But Ali Wong is so smart and so funny. And I definitely want to read Dear Girls. I think it's a love letter to her daughter in her very, like, charming kind of humorist way and it looks really really good so does and not on a motherhood standpoint do you watch saturday night live marie Mm -hmm. okay yeah are you a colin jost fan i am a colin jost fan okay he has a memoir it's called a very punchable face and i bet it's awesome i bet it is also awesome i like his cadence so i feel like that in writing would sound very much the same like it's (laughs) i think yes you know, it's his his comic timing for me that like kills it every time. Okay, wait, do I have one that I can I can pull off of that? I mean, that's on well, my TBR. So that's on your TBR. Sure. That's I have not read them. They're like on like my literally like in my cart um, or on my on my Audible library because I I love memoir Audible. Like listening to memoir yeah. is no, it is, is the best own event. I want to read Steve Martin's 
memoir. I think he's actually got a couple different ones because talk about comic timing. That one slays me. You're not allowed to read his memoir until you've officially started watching Only Murders in the Building. I have started watching officially Only Murders in the Building. And? It's so good. I cannot handle Martin Short. I cannot handle this trio of I know. It is I yes. Okay. Sidebar. Everyone bar. Get yourself in a comfy position and watch yourself some only murders in the building. This is real self-care. Like forget like candles and showers and baths. Like get a good show that has nothing to do with life or teaching in your in your world. Okay. Well, yeah. You talk about a total and complete escape. Yes. Total escape. Okay. So the awkward transition. There's this great memoir. I read about a girl (gasps) kidnapped. (laughs) (laughs) It's not funny. She she, absolutely terrible survived and she's home. She's home. Um, Okay. That's good. Um, Listeners, you, you get it. You get it. You're here because we're leaving. Right. Okay. So this girl named Amanda Lindhout, which is, you know, horrifying. Cause like when you read a memoir with someone with your name and they're talking about like getting kidnapped, you keep hearing your own name. It's kind of weird, but the, the memoir is called a house in the sky. And I mm-hmm. don't think that this is on a bestseller list anywhere. I don't know how I, think I found it at a garage sale somewhere and she's traveling in Africa and is kidnapped. And it's like the story of her four years in captivity and oh her eventual gosh. escape and like coming back to, yes, it is very good. And I just, I think I read it in the season of life when I was doing a lot of solo traveling. So it was a little terrifying, but it was also kind of like, you know, I'm going to do it anyway. Like, cause that was her spirit too. It was like, she did a lot of things okay. by herself that maybe she should have, you know, maybe not done by herself, but it's very, very good. And it's, um, it's pretty cool. That one is good. Less not jokey. Um, have you ever taught or seen recommended to kids escape from camp 14? No, that's a YA book about kids who escaped South Korea. Oh, wow. No, I've never even heard of that one. Oh, like a good addition. Escape from camp 14 is a really good one. And I think I said South Korea. I meant North Korea. Yeah. I was like, yikes. (laughs) You threw me off there. I am very sorry. I'm currently scanning because I'm the worst with remembering like book titles. So I'm scanning to remember which ones. That's a really good one. Okay. Okay. I've never even heard of that one. Okay. This one, we've had this like in our school library. I'm going to give you the, I have not taught it or read it. So that's kind of why I just kind of bumbled through that a little bit, but it's been something in our rotation pretty frequently. It is in escape camp 14 Blaine Harden unlocks the secrets of the world's most reprehensive totalitarian state through the story of Shin's shocking imprisonment and his astounding getaway. Um, Shin knew nothing of civilized existence. He saw his mother as a competitor for food guards raised him to be a snitch and he witnessed the execution of his mother and his brother. So this is, under Kim Jong-il was recognized throughout the world, but his country uh-huh. remains sealed as third son, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So that's, it's really good. Escape from Camp 14. Kids have always come back and said that they love it. So that, that's a kid recommendation that okay. I would pass okay. your way. That's a good one. Well, there's one that you and I were talking about before we started recording the Jeanette McCurdy. You were asking me like, have you heard of this? Yes. People are insane for it. And 
So the the title is I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. You said she's from iCarly, right? Which I never watched. Well, I, I think you and I have aged out 30 of 30-something, yeah. Yes. But looking at it, I'm like, oh, yes, I can recognize this face as having been on Nickelodeon. TV. Yeah. But yeah, apparently that is supposed to be a really, really good one that I would be interested in taking a look at. I want to read Tan France, uh, yes! his, novel, his uh, memoir, Naturally Everything. Tan. Yes, that's on my TBR big time. If nothing else, just because I just love even like watching Queer Eye or like when he makes what's it called appearances on other things. He's just got this like sensibility that's just very straightforward and also whimsical all at the same time. And it's the way that he phrases things. And I'm just like tickled. Like, I just think that he's fantastic. I just binged through, I was sick for the past couple of days. I just binged through his fashion reality show competition. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And less, I don't care. I don't like, I never watched Project One Way. Not my jam. I watched that show 100% for Tan. That's it. Yeah. Just no. Redwood Tan France. He's good. And he just like sees people. Like, I think that that's part of it too. Like he's a celebrity, but he also just like sees humans. Well, I mean, let's put JVN on there too. And Anthony yeah. and Bobby, like, I think all of them at this yeah. point that we all should probably be reading. I, I know JVN does. I think his came out first of the crew, the Fab Five, I want to say, or at I least it was so mar- too, yeah. marketed first. I actually, sidebar, have some JVN hair serum that I definitely recommend. I would okay. like to be a personal influencer for this serum. Okay. It's done right. miracles. Jonathan Van Ness. <laughs> you can find her at Mud and Ink on <laughs> Mud and Ink Teaching. Teach me how to do gymnastics. It's pretty amazing. Okay. So let's circle back to a couple other things. So yeah. this is one that I brought up. I did bring up in an earlier episode that I've begged Marie to read as well. And that is Crying in H Mart. Yeah. Um, I knew you were going to say that. Yes. You knew I was. It, again, it got hype. I resisted it and then I finally leaned in and this one was personally enjoyable and so teachable. So teachable. I would love to do a whole class unit on crying at H Mart. I would love, there are so many branches, so many skills that we could look at and great juicy essential questions. So many directions. I think crying at H Mart, if you haven't done it, it's definitely worth your time and really you're worth your consideration for curriculum. I think I can see this one starting to blend in kind of like glass castle has. I feel like glass castle is something very common we see in curriculums. Now I think crying at H Mart could be next. Okay. Okay. That's my my insider guess. I feel like if we're like, yeah. And I think you were just ahead of it because I'm now starting to, or or everything's listening when I, when you and I are talking and my phone is just listening because now it I'm is. starting to see it in places and things. Hey, did you ever read Educated by Never. Tara Westover? But people say either. it's very similar to uh, Glass Castle. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I never read that one. But like, I remember people losing their minds for it. I think I just... Yes. I don't know if I just, I, I wasn't reading a lot at that point no, or what. I can't it. remember. Okay. Also, if we're going to be honest, I still haven't read Becoming by Michelle Obama. I didn't finish it either. <gasps> I had little, I, I had little ones. I No, wait, did I? No, I, I didn't. Well, I blame Barack because I got, I got a promised land on my audible, not realizing. I didn't look at the time. It the was commitment? like a 20, yeah. 23 hour audiobook or something. I didn't even look at it. And I was like, freaking Barack took away from Michelle. That's Barack's fault. Oh, well, you know, the patriarchy and whatnot. Yeah. That's where we're at. 
Okay. Okay. Another one. Have you read the memoir? I don't think you have, because we would have talked about this and I haven't yet either. Uh, It's a biography, actually. Rob Kenner wrote a biography called The Marathon Don't Stop. And it's all about Nipsey Hussle. No. It's come across my feed multiple times. Students have read it and they've really, really liked it these rap artists and R&B artists and even like the old school, like, you know, what I grew up with in the nineties, the music industry has a very interesting set of authors who have gone the memoir route. And I really have been intrigued, but not yet dug in. I need to, but I think I'm going to start with the Nipsey Hustle one. Cause I've heard really good things. Okay. Okay. There's another one. No, Red Hot Chili Peppers just... dude. What's his name? Yeah. Yeah. Flea. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I just saw it. So I'm going back. I mean, that was one that I've always been like, oh, yes. Uh, Acid for the children. Acid for the children. <laughs> By Flea. Yes. California. I feel like, yeah. I feel like that would be hard to read. And I don't know if it's just because the Red Hot Chili Peppers were such a huge part of like the cultural consciousness when yeah. I was an adolescent or why I don't know why I I feel like I don't know. I had kids reading that one in okay. like years ago, years ago, but like loving, I think that, I think that, that, that's like raw rock, rock and roll, like re- reflecting back on like the behind the scenes is yeah. something that students really love because again, like perception and reality. I mean, it's not that they should only read celebrity memoirs, but I think that especially if you've got a choice situation or even right. if you're looking to recommend books for independent reading, I think a lot of reticent readers can find their home in those kinds of stories. And that, that can be a little gateway drug to other books too. I, I really do have seen that happen with lots of students. Yeah, no, it's true. And 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 it is one of those things like you got to have that catch, right? That like brings them in and that it's a hook. And and sometimes the celebrity, the name or having some sort of a a way to connect with the person, even if they've never heard of them before, but to be able to have that is the way in. Okay. I think we should probably wrap it up because we've so. been at this. We can just fun. keep going is the thing. Like well, we, we, we hope you added to your list a little bit. Yes, exactly. Or even just kind of helped you think through like, oh yeah, maybe I could even put in some excerpts here and there, uh, whether it's in your classroom or if you just want to get a bunch of books on Audible and listen to them while you do the dishes, which is what I do. I don't do the dishes. So um, no, I listen to them when I do other chores. There you go. You know, all that's right. where I'm at right now. But I think, I think really, you know, this is what's fun about this genre. And if we kind of circle all back to the very first episode of this series, it was all about just, you know, really leaning into the possibility of what this genre has to offer. And if that's anything you take away from today's list, other than, you know, you know, we've taken away your, you know, paycheck for the month is, is the, <laughs> the more, the more we can lean into this genre. I think the more students we can reach with these types of stories, yeah. uh, you know, fiction and, and all kinds of fiction is going to do great things. But, you know, sometimes our, our students who don't like to read need something that's, that's just different from what they've been offered. And that might just be memoir. We didn't even get into any like athletes or anything. Yeah. I mean, there are so many different avenues that can, uh, that attract students because of the connections that they have to their lives. And then they're just great for us too, to like get a little perspective, at least. Look at my list is like kidnapping, grief, Matthew McConaughey. And (laughs) well, I don't know what that says about me. I really don't know. And then Nipsey Hussle, you know, so I, I don't (laughs) know. 
<laughs> what is my little... memoir in memoirs? I don't know. I think that's our next podcast series is digging <laughs> into all of that and peeling back those layers. All that's right. Me. Friends, thank you for joining us today. Like Amanda said, hopefully we've given you some ideas, maybe expanded your TBR list, or even just kind of made you go, oh, wait a minute, I did read that. Hey, that was kind of good. Uh, because if you're anything like us, you kind of forget what you've read sometimes because we do so much of it. And we've mentioned it quite a few times in this series and even in today's episode. If you have already had a chance to join us for the Biography and Memoir Workshop, we are so excited. Um, It is coming to a close in real time tomorrow, the day after this episode drops, will be the last module release for that workshop. But never fear if you were not with it from the get-go, it is all available for you now. Just head to the show notes and you can get your hands on some really great teaching strategies and resources for bringing narrative nonfiction, biography, and memoir into your classroom. Uh, Thank you for being here. Thanks for putting up with us. We're just so thankful to have you all. And yeah, hope to see you in the workshop. Absolutely. We will see you all next time. Until we meet again. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Brave New Teaching. We'd love to keep the conversation going over on Instagram. And while you're there, check out the links in our bio for the most up-to-date events going on in the Brave New Teaching community. Thanks for being here and have a great week at school. 